Please be seated and we'll have our Bible reading. The reading today is taken from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 33 to 35. And I'm reading here from the International Children's Bible. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what Simeon had said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, Many in Israel will fall and many will rise because of this child. He will be a sign from God that many people will not accept. The things they think in secret will be made known, and the things that will happen will make your heart sad too. This is the word of the Lord. So, it's Mothering Sunday. Happy Mothering Sunday to everybody. It's the day when we remember. It's the day when we remember our mums and all those people who have been important in our lives, those people who have mothered us. And around us, in our society, we see that we're surrounded by hearts and flowers and chocolates and cake, and we've even got those things in church as well. It's a time of celebration and thanksgiving. But those of us that live in the real world know that mothering is not necessarily always about cake and flowers and chocolates. In fact, (laughs) it can at times be the opposite. And so I thought we'd look this morning in the Bible and just have a look at some of the mothers that we find there and see if we can be inspired by them and by their example. Because, you know, in the Bible, we find that the stories of mothering are never twee or sentimental, and certainly not neat and tidy. So as I began to think about mothering um, in the Bible, I realised just how much there is. There are loads of stories of a mother's love in the Bible. There are loads of mothers that are mentioned. So I've picked a few of my favourites, and we're going to have a quick quiz with them this morning to see which ones you know and which ones you don't. So we're going to have two teams. This is one team on this side of the aisle. Anyone on that side of the church is in the other team. You're going to see a picture. It will be for your team or for the other team. So if it's not your go, don't shout out the answer. But if it's your go, see if you can get the answer of the mother. What I'm after is the name of the mother in the picture. If you get stuck you get a clue. But if you get a clue, you only get one point instead of two points. If you still haven't got it after the clue, it goes over to the other side and they can get a bonus point. Okay. Now, I was going to keep this really light-hearted until I mentioned it to one or two people and I realised just how competitive this church is. <laughs> and because of that, Ian is acting as referee and as scorekeeper. Okay? So we've all got to behave ourselves. And remember, the idea of this is for fun and it's the taking part that counts. Okay, so um, let's start with this team. Could we have the first picture up? Okay. So, who is the It's this side. Who is the mother in the picture? Sarah. Two points for this team. Okay. Have you got that written down? Or are you going to remember? Okay. Have we got the second picture? <laughs> We've not got the second picture. 
Yay. That was the first one. Yeah, please. Yay. Now, this is a hard one for this side, but there's more of you. Who is the mother in that picture? It's all gone very quiet. I'll give you a clue. This is a free clue. This is not a bonus point clue. She's in the Bible. <laughs> Any idea at all? Sorry? It's not Mary, no. It's not Elizabeth, no. Do you want a clue? Do you want the book of the Bible? She's in Genesis. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Okay, I'm going to pass it across for a bonus team. Bonus point. Rachel. Rachel, I said that. No, it's not Rachel. I said Rachel answering the question. (laughs) 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 Who did you think it was, Rachel? It's Hagar. It's Hagar. There's Hagar. Well done, Rachel. One point. One extra point. So, they've got three points. They've got no points. Right, this team again, we need to be on the ball here. Who is the mother? And I need the name of the mother in this picture. I'll give you a clue for free on this one. I didn't even know she had a name until I looked her up. Brian's itching to say something. What do you want to say, Brian? Hazel? Pardon? Very good. Moses' mother, her name was Jochebed. So you were very close. So yes, they can have two points for that. Two points for that. Next picture for this side. Ruth and Naomi. Ruth and Naomi. So two points on that side. Who is the mother? Who's the mother this time? So this is this, this team. The mother is Hannah on that picture. Two points for you, well done. Okay, this side. (laughs) You can't hear anything? It is Elizabeth, well done, Trudy. Two points for that. Do you want another Oh, yes, because we've got two more, haven't we? Yeah. We have two more pictures. Go on. I think it's seven four. Seven to this side. Yeah. And it's their turn, and they've got a really easy one. I think it's Mary. Mary. Yeah, they've got Just another two add points. More points to the next side. <laughs> two, <laughs> two points for this side. It's not fair. That's the whole point. <laughs> this is a really hard one. So this is for this team. No, they, they just had Mary. Oh, did they get Mary? They got Mary. We're 9-4 up. 9-4 up. So... This should be for 10 this is, this is a, Okay, this is a 10-point question. <laughs> but we don't actually know the lady's name, so you need to tell me enough about her so that we recognise who she is from the stories in the Bible. So it's a woman bringing a child to Jesus. What was special about her? This is it. Okay, I'm gonna can't give you any more clues than I've given you. Anybody on the other side now? Anybody want to have a guess? 
died in this case, the child had an evil spirit the mother was desperate for her child to be healed and, um, but she wasn't a Jew, she wasn't from Jesus' own people, she is labelled in the, in the text as being a Syrophoenician woman, so she was a foreign woman, Jesus was away having a break and um, she came and she was the one who argued with Jesus and said even the dogs get the crumbs under the table and because of her faith in Jesus then he healed her an incredible story of motherhood. What was the final scores? Well, it's your choice. I know what I would do, but <laughs> obviously it's, it's up to you. What, what did we get to? How many are you giving them for that side? Uh, I think that was a five. I think, five? I think that, I think, I think that, yeah. You can, you can tell you haven't been a priest long enough, but it's nine all. But that's the whole point. Nine all. I think everybody needs a round of applause, especially Richard for getting the pictures going. Thank you. Okay, so, can we have the picture, Richard, the final slide on that screen? <laughs> and it's got all, in fact, otherwise you could put up Ian's slide for later on if you want. I need, I need all of the pictures together. So it was either, either the, the final slide on that slideshow had all of the, no, there's another slide. No? If not, on Ian's slide for later, then that's got all of the pictures on. Because what we want to do now is look at all of those women, all of those mothers, and think about the sorts of things that they, um, that they did, that they had, and Ian's going to write them on. So give me some um, words that might describe Sarah. What kind of mother was she? What's she doing in that picture? Laughing, so she was joyful. Anything else about Sarah? Any other characteristics about her? She was old. Anything else you want to tell me about Sarah and her story? She was an old woman. She was an old woman, you're right, yes. Why was she cunning? Because she, um, in many ways, when you think, when you follow the story through later, with her two children, basically, and so on from there. Okay, so you can put down Canoe. Sarah had quite a remarkable life, actually. She, um, she's somebody that we might regard as a victim today, actually, because she um, trusted in God's promise that she would have a son. So she was trusting. We could call her trusting as well. And she did have a son eventually. Um, she was patient, yeah. She had to be really patient because she'd got to be really old. Okay, so the next picture along is the picture of Hagar. What do we know about Hagar? What kind of mum was she? What happened to her? Just shout at me. I can't hear what anyone's saying. She, she got sent into the desert, yeah, so she was banished. Why was she sent into the desert? It's not really. She wasn't naughty at all, and that is exactly the point, Harry. She wasn't naughty. She hadn't done anything wrong. 
Abraham was so desperate for a son and so much believed that God was going to give him a son that he had a son with Hagar, but that wasn't God's best plan. So Hagar was sent away. So actually, Hagar was abused. She was, she was a slave. She was oppressed. She had no voice of her own. And her story is really quite um, a difficult one to read and to understand. What have you got down for her? You haven't written any of those words down. I wanted to put strong down. Okay, you can put strong. Because I think she was a really strong woman. She was a strong woman. <laughs> Could you put that she was also oppressed? Yes. You're just testing my spelling now. Yep. <laughs> I'm very impressed with your handwriting so far. <laughs> I think she was quite sorrowful. In that picture that we look at, she has put her son to one side because she can't bear to watch him die. So she's sorrowful. Okay, let's move on to Jochebed. That's Moses' mother. What would you tell me about her? What did she do? What did she do? What's the story? She was very defiant. She was very clever as well. She found a way to save her son when it looked like he was going to die. She was passionate. Feisty. Oh, I like that. Feisty. Can you spell that? And she was, nur- she was nurturing. She was nurturing because she got herself into a position where she could continue to nurse Moses um, after he had been adopted into the palace. We'd better move on to Ruth and Naomi. What can you tell me about Ruth and Naomi? Naomi, if you remember, had lost her husband and her two sons. And Ruth had lost her husband, who was one of Naomi's sons. And Ruth committed herself to go back to Naomi's land with her. Loyal, really good word for, for Ruth and Naomi. Harry? Good at hiding babies. Oh, well, that was, that was Moses' mother was very good at hiding babies and keeping them safe. Do you know, Ruth, after she had had um, those adventures looking after Naomi, ended up having a child of her own with her new husband, and that child went on to have more children. And eventually she's um, one of the descendants of King David and of Jesus himself. It's worth reading Ruth's story to find out just how it was that she ended up remarrying after she had come back to Bethlehem. In fact, if you did read her story, you might find some more words for what kind of person Ruth was. I'd encourage you to read it. It's quite a good read in the Bible, that one. Okay, Hannah. Where have we got to? Let's look at, yes, the bottom right picture. Picture of Hannah. What might you say about Hannah? Well, who's Hannah? Somebody tell Harry who Hannah is. Hannah was the mother of Samuel. Hannah was a woman who was so desperate to have a baby that she prayed in the temple and she prayed so fervently that the priest tried to throw her out because he thought she was drunk. That was the passion that went into her prayer. She promised God that if she did have a son, then she would give him back to grow up in the temple. And so as soon as he was weaned, at the age of probably about three, Hannah took Samuel back and gave him over to Eli the priest to bring up. 
Those of us that are mothers, just think about that for a moment. Giving up your child at such a tender age to somebody else to bring up because that's the promise that you have made to God. That's your way of honouring what God has done for you. Very devout Lady Hannah. Let's move on to... um, We're not going to look at Mary in too much detail because I want to talk about her in a moment. Let's look at the picture of Elizabeth. What do you know about Elizabeth? Elizabeth, that's the one on the bottom, bottom row, second one along. How does the Bible describe Elizabeth? Any ideas? It uses one word to describe her. She was a righteous woman. She was a righteous woman. She was also trusting because she ended up having a baby at a good old age as well. And that made her joyful. We've got joyful on there. Are you keeping up? And do you know what? I've got another hard word for you. Discerning. (laughs) She was discerning because (laughs) when she met Mary, and Mary was carrying baby Jesus in, in her womb, it was Elizabeth that recognised that Mary's baby was going to be so special. She was the one that recognised Mary was carrying the man who would become her Lord. But have you ever thought about how Elizabeth would feel later on in her life as um, time went on and she saw her son grow up to be this slightly weird character that lived in the desert and went around shouting at people and pushing them into the water? How does Elizabeth feel about that? Is she still trusting in the Lord? Okay, last picture that we're going to look at in any detail, the Syrophoenician woman. She's determined, she's intelligent, she's definitely decided that she is not going to be silenced. Jesus tries to push her away and tell her that um, she can't be healed, that, that his power is not for her. And she insists that he has the power to heal her daughter. And so she almost seems to argue Jesus into it. Can we put argumentative on there as well? What have you got? Great faith. And it was her faith, actually, that made Jesus heal her her daughter. She isn't intimidated. She isn't cowed by Jesus and who he is. And she isn't put off and sent, sent away. So if we can look at what Ian's got written on the board, if we can see that, you'll see that we've got a really long list of things associated with mothering. And they're not any of the things that many of us see on our Mother's Day card. Joyful, old, cunning, trusting, patient, strong, oppressed, sorrowful, defiant, clever, passionate, feisty, nurturing, loyal, passionate, prayerful, thankful, sacrificial, devout, argumentative, righteous, discerning, and great faith. Those are the words that we find when we look at the mothers in the Bible. The impact of those women is quite astonishing. And they are part of the big story of the Bible. And without somebody to do those things for us, well, where would we be? If you look at the list of words, if you think about those lists, I wonder which ones describe the kind of mother that you had. I wonder which ones describe the kind of mothering that you try to give to your children. Without someone to look after our, look out for our interests, to defend us and to protect us, without someone who enables us to learn our purpose in life, without someone to model trust and faith and joy, without someone 
who will love us enough to let us get it wrong sometimes. Without someone who will take the risk of loving us, even knowing that that love will bring them pain. Without someone who stands beside us in our time of greatest suffering. Well, without all of those things, we're missing out. We're missing out on what we need. Because that's what being a mother is, and that's what mothering is. And it's in that mothering relationship. And as we look at those stories from the Bible, we can... We can see those things, and we can see the deep joy, but also know the darkness of great pain. And we see that nowhere better than in the life of Mary herself, the mother of Jesus. You know, she endures the stigma of becoming a mother before she's married. She experiences the joy of carrying God's own son, but then she gives birth away from her family and friends and support network. And she becomes a refugee in the end, desperate to protect this baby. And even after things settle down and she gets on with the job of being an ordinary, everyday mum, she has to bring up her son to know the scriptures, to learn the law, to develop godly values, to mind his manners and say please and thank you, and to know how to behave, all of those things that mums do still today. And even after that, as Jesus leaves home, It's Mary that encourages him that the time is right for his work to begin. And it's Mary that persuades him to perform that first miracle at Cana. And then as he goes on to become more and more famous, it's Mary that has to put up with the backlash of his fame and with the strange looks that she gets in the village as people talk about her. And Mary knows that Jesus is doing God's work and that brings her the greatest of joys. But she still has to watch as he gets himself into deeper and deeper trouble with the authorities. And eventually, she watches him being sentenced to death and stands at the foot of the cross as he is crucified. She was still there for him, his mother by his side. And then again, she was there three days later for the joy of the resurrection. In Mary... And in some of those other mums that we've talked about, we see the full spectrum of what being a mother is, that full emotional roller coaster of mothering. So today's a day when we can reflect on that a little bit. We can say thank you to the people that mother us, and it may not be our mums, it may be our grandparents or our aunts or our uncles, or just really good friends. We can also thank God for the mothers that we've had, But it's also a day when we need to think about some of the pains associated with mothering and we need to bring those things to God. There are many people in our world who have been failed by those who are supposed to mother them. There are others who have been unable to become the mothers that they wanted to be. Many mums face the pain of separation and loss for all sorts of reasons. Those biblical mums remind us that this is nothing new, that being a mum has always been hard work and at times felt very isolating. Most mums are acutely aware of the times that they fail in their mothering. I know that very often, particularly when the children were younger, I would begin the day as a Mary Poppins kind of mum. I would sing and dance around the house. I would skip through the housework. My children were beautifully dressed 
No, that was just in my dream. Because usually by the end of the day, I was very far from Mary Poppins. In fact, I was more like Cruella de Vil by the end of the day and just wanted the whole thing to go away. Mothers fail. And we can bring that sense of inadequacy and failure to God today. Mothers have a special day today. But today is a special day for the church as well because actually as a church community we are all called, whether we're mothers or not, to demonstrate some of that mothering love into our communities, wherever we find ourselves. As Jesus was nailed to the cross, it was almost as though God's love was nailed there. God's mothering love for the world was there for all to see fixed so firmly never to let us go and that's where we see the ultimate mothering love of God who wants everyone to know him and to experience the love that he has for themselves and it's our job every single one of us in the church it's our job as a church family and as individuals to reflect God's mothering love into our world and to love it as he does So today is a day to celebrate and enjoy mums and to thank them for all they do. Thank them for their love, but thank them for their fierce determination. Thank them for their self-sacrifice. Thank them for the pain that they sometimes suffer. But also today, it's a day for thinking about some of those biblical mums, for thanking God for them, for the example that they give us. And it's a day for us to challenge ourselves as to how well we reflect that mothering love of God into our world. And so, let's pray together. Loving God, thank you for our mums, for all they do for us and have done for us. Help us to remember, to reflect a similar kind of mothering love, a fierce, determined, passionate love into your world. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.